You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. Good evening and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8, and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. My guest in tonight's program is Njabulo Madlala, and he's in London. That's where I'm talking to him. Because of lockdown, we can now talk to people pretty well anywhere in the world. Welcome, Njabulo. Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on the program. And I think before we go any further, perhaps you can just tell people who you are and what you are. Well, uh, my name is Njabulo Madlala, as you have said. I'm born in, in Durban, uh, Inanda, which is just north of Durban. And yeah, I'm a singer. I'm an opera singer, uh, currently based in London, where I came over to study and then started a career. Well, now that's an interesting story to start with. And you've told me this story before, but I'd like you to tell our listeners how it happened, because you were doing a show there and then you took your life in your hands, as it were. Just tell us about that. Yes. No, I mean, when when I was approaching end of high school, in fact, in South Africa, and I had to start thinking about what I would do, um, music seemed to be the only thing that was really available for, for me. I grew up in a very, di- under difficult circumstances. I mean, my grandmother was really the one that raised me. She was a domestic worker. And... Um, it was clear to me that when I finished high school, I wouldn't really be able to afford to go to university. So um, as a person that sang, I sang in a high school choir, I sang in a primary school choir, in a community choir. Uh, I started to look for opportunities related to, to that. And uh, towards the end of high school, I heard on the radio they were auditioning. Some people were going around South Africa auditioning for this show that was happening in Cape Town. And I went along one day after, after, after school and I sang for them. They were looking for people to be in the chorus for Carmen. And um, I sang for them and I got, I got uh, accepted. So literally after the last day of my school exams, I got on the bus and I went down to Cape Town. And we were at Spear uh, at the Wine Estate and we did the festival there. And then as it happens, one of the shows got invited to London. Uh, to perform uh, at Wilton's Music Hall, and it was Carmen and the Mystery Play. Um, we came over here uh, and we did some performances. I was in the chorus, you know, as a person who'd never really had music lessons or, or, or studied voice or anything. I was good enough to be in the chorus. But as it happens, what, the person who was singing Escamillo in Carmen uh, had to come back to South Africa. And um, another uh, gentleman, Andre Stradom, who was doing Morales, which is a small part, but it's a part that opens the show, so it's quite important. Um, he jumped in to sing Escamillo, and then they needed someone to sing the Morales. And um, they asked me, and I, I don't know why and how, <laughs> but they asked me, they, they taught it to me in two days, and in two days I sang it. And uh, I really enjoyed that. It was my first uh, professional opera experience in London. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and one of the performances, this is how the real, the, the real story begins. One of the performances, someone was in the audience, a lady was in the audience that approached me afterwards and said, uh, I think I heard something there. There's something 
definitely there that you need to follow up on. And, and she advised me to investigate uh, music colleges here in London, the Royal College of Music. She told me you have to go to Kensington and the Guildhall School of Music, you have to go to the Barbican. And as the theater that we were singing in is in the east, east, east side of London, um, you, you, to get to it, you had to go past the, the Barbican. And one day I was going to rehearsal and, and, this, and the, the train suddenly stopped at the Barbican. And I remembered that lady uh, and, she, uh, and, and, and how she said the Guildhall was at the Barbican. And I got off, or I got off the train and I looked for this Guildhall and I found the Guildhall. And in there, I asked the security to please uh, get someone from the voice department. And uh, yeah, that's really how it happened. The, the gentleman came down and I said to him, I'm in London singing in this production, but I would like to be heard. Uh, it was outside of the audition season. However, he, um, he took me up to a room. He played some scales. I didn't really have an aria or a solo song because it's not something I'd done so far. And he heard me and he said, well, I can hear something there, but we would need to hear you sing you know, properly like a song or two. And he took me up to the library gave me two songs and he said come back in two weeks and in two weeks I returned I well I went out that day and I bought a CD of Bryn Teffel and I listened to it over and over for two weeks and learned my songs and I turned up there and I sang for them and uh, they were happy to accept me with the full scholarship and and the rest is history that's an amazing story unbelievable mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful story of hope and taking opportunities when they come up. Yeah. And, and you mentioned there Bryn Terville, and I see one of your music choices is Bryn Terville, so I think that's a good place for us to start, because the song is also called If I Can Help Somebody. So here it is. This is Bryn Terville singing If I Can Help Somebody. The wonderful singer Bryn Terville singing If I Can Help Somebody. The choice of Njabulo Madlala, who's my guest in People of Note. And actually, uh, I must say, uh, Njabulo, that we had intended to start with Sbongile Kumalo, because that's very topical at the moment. One of our great singers um, in South Africa who died very recently, sadly. And she was another person who was had a very generous heart. She helped whenever she could. And I think it's a great loss to us uh, that she is now passed on. Yeah, no, definitely. She has been such a, a source of inspiration to so many people. And I, I mean, especially myself. I remember the first time that I experienced her singing. And in fact, it was with you conducting, um, which was, the, you know, one of my first memories of seeing a performance, uh, seeing a an orchestra and, and a singer standing in front of it. And I think it was part of the festivals that you used to do, uh, which uh, I think was supported by Caltex at some point. But, you know, for many of us, that, that was really the first introductions to, we sang in choirs, so we knew how that went. But the first introduction to seeing somebody standing alone in front of an orchestra singing alone, a solo song, and 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 thinking, wow, I wish I could do that one day. And, and, and yeah, she, she, so she's been very important. And of course, later on, I, I, you know, we became friends and, um, 
Uh, she supported the competition that I, I, I do in, in, in Durban. And she came down a couple of times to judge, to talk to the young singers. A, you know, very generous, a very um, a big spirit, you know, uh, in many ways. A great singer, which is how we've come to love her. But you love her even more when you get to know the kind woman uh, that, that, that she was, the funny woman. She, has, uh, she had a wicked sense of humor, uh, but kind, generous, uh, full of... Um, many good things to say, always uh, on the positive side. You know, you'd come to Spongilo with some sort of stress, you know, about something that somebody must have said. And very quickly, she'll snap you out of it. Uh, she had she had a way. And uh, no, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big, 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 big loss. It's a big loss. But we have fantastic memories, as you said. And here is your choice with Sibongile singing. It's out of the mist. That was the wonderful voice of Spongile Kumalo singing Out of the Mist and a small tribute to that wonderful person whom Njabulo, my guest, Njabulo Madlala, described so beautifully a moment ago. Out of the Mist, Sibongile Kumalo. Uh, did you ever appear on the stage with her? Uh, did I ever appear on the stage? No, I never, I never sang with her. We've sung in, in, in the same concert, uh, so we've sat in the dressing rooms together, uh, uh, talking behind uh, the stage, and we've stayed in the same hotels, but we, we didn't sing it. That was one of my, of, of, of my wishes, to get to sing a duet with her or something, but uh, no, I got to hear her just before I went on or, or after she had sung. Uh, so we've sung in similar concerts, but, but never together. Yeah. Yeah, sadly, I mean, you're a baritone, she's a contralto, or was a contralto, and I suppose they're not so many. It's usually tenors and sopranos that get all the juicy duets, not altos and baritones, but there must be some somewhere. No, no, and in fact, you know, that had been my 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 dream, that at some point we'll have to get to, to Richard to um, <laughs> help us arrange something beautiful yeah. that I could, I could do with her. So, no, there's not a lot of duets. No. Many of the duets with baritone and mezzo are for much younger persons than, than, than you know, she would not have wanted yes. to sing yeah, yeah. some of that music. <laughs> yeah. So, to come back to your story, uh, you studied at the Guild Hall, and then uh, what happened after that that you then sort of got into your foot in the door somewhere? Yes, so uh, I started the Guildhall uh, because I hadn't started before in South Africa. I'd been accepted to do the, 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 the whole undergraduate. So I did the, the BIMAS degree for four years. And then after that, I, I went in to do the one-year master's degree, which is like a one-year postgraduate course to polish you up, I guess, before you leave. But it's mostly a course that involves uh, a lot of leader study, so the German song, the English song, and then you do, you do also a lot of oratorio. Um, but when I finished that, I then got accepted on the opera course, which is slightly different because there you are only dealing with opera. And the, the, the idea is that you, you study the, the opera for two years, it's also a postgraduate course. And then at the end of the two years, they bring in all the agents and the festival promoters and producers to come and hear you all at the end and, and, and start to hire you. 
So I did that, and and at the end of that, actually, just before I finished that, um, I then got accepted into a studio, which is still further study. So at the Guildhall, I spent seven years, and then I did one further year uh, studying in Cardiff with uh, an acclaimed uh, Welsh tenor, Dennis O'Neill, uh, who had started an academy there as part of the uh, Welsh University. And we worked together for a year, and towards the end of that year, I entered quite a big competition here in the UK, named after the famous uh, British singer Kathleen Ferrier. Uh, she was a contralto, and uh, but died many years ago, and there's a big competition started uh, for her. And I entered that, um, I remember actually, um, um, going because at the time I was living in Cardiff and you had to travel from Cardiff to London and there were three stages and it was the worst time of my life. I was coming to the end of the studies at this amazing college but I had no work, I had no uh, I had no money, you know, I was really stuck in, in, in Cardiff and for me to get to, to London to audition for this competition I had to make a choice if I'm getting on a train which is 70 pounds or i'm getting on a coach that will go for about five hours but is 10 pounds <laughs> so that was that was uh, the deal and i went down to to london from cardiff i did the first round i got accepted to the second round so i had to stay with a friend and and do the second round the next day and then they told me i was in the final so i did the final and uh, just think saying to myself well, if I can get at least one of the three prizes that are there, I'll be happy with that. I'll have some money. But then I won the main competition, and, and it came with a, a prize of about £10,000. £10, so that was a great start to, to my life because I, I needed the money, first of all, to survive. But um, I also needed you know, to do things that you're expected to do as a young singer, to travel to auditions, to take lessons and to take coachings. So I won that competition, and what comes with winning that competition is not only money, comes with a lot of exposure and agents and things like that. So I got my first agent there, and then that sort of kicked, uh, kick-started my career. Again, a wonderful story, and I hope that our listeners are inspired by this because it's really a, a, a fantastic story how things just fall into place uh, yeah. If you've got trust in yourself, it's yeah. it's wonderful, and I I sympathise with that story or empathise with the story of either coach or train because if you go by train, you arrive vaguely fresh. If you go on a yes. coach, you are ruined. <laughs> you are ruined. I yeah. mean, and and I and I really had to, uh, you know, to, to to try and be and, and to get the cheapest coach I could. Yeah. It was really, you know, the situation was so dire that I had to yeah. get the late a late coach from Cardiff arrive here in the early hours of the morning, <laughs> spend a few spend a couple of hours in a coffee shop drinking coffee, and then off we go to the audition. I know, you know? it's it's a terrible thing. But anyway, you <laughs> it turned out well for you, which is wonderful. It turned out well, yes. <laughs> and I think having talked about your singing and so on, I think we should hear you sing. And we're going to play Lakushoni uh, Langa with you singing, and then you must just tell us how this came about. So here's my guest in People of Note, Njabulo Madlala, singing Lakushoni Langa. That was my guest in People of Note singing Lakushoni Langa, Jabulo Madlala. And I think 
Jabula, the first time I heard you sing was actually I was with Christopher Digan, and you were singing, if I remember correctly, in Peter Maritzburg City Hall. And it was either that or Tula Baba that you sang. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> yes. Was no, it? I remember yes. that concert. Yeah. yeah and sing. that's yeah. where I first met you. And then after that, we did quite a few things together. Uh, yes, just tell did. us uh, about La Kushoni Langa that you've just sung. Well, I mean, as you will see with some of the music that uh, I've selected for, 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 for today, it's, 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 it's quite sad, some of it, because that's where I'm at at the moment. Because, you know, we've, we've lost uh, one of the most important people in, 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 in our, uh, in our um, history of music in South Africa, really. And uh, uh, so it's, it's, it's a sad moment. And also we've been going through a lot with this uh, uh, coronavirus and, 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 and stuff like that. So I kind of um, felt uh, this was a love song, but it was a love song that was sung uh, within a lot of difficulty where people were not at home where people were arrested yearning for something else yearning to come home and find their other half at home with dinner prepared with candles lit ready to sit down and 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 be happy and that's what we don't have a lot of at the moment with this virus here and us not being able to see our families and, and us not being able to get in the theater and do what we do. So we reach for uh, songs. Sometimes I'm reaching for songs that go deeper at the moment. And this is one of them for me. And it's a beautiful song. It's so simple and yet so powerful. And that's yeah. what we heard. Lakuchoni Langa. It's about the sun going down. And the singer that you heard was my guest, Jabulo Madlala. And the other song that I mentioned, uh, that I think that you sang in Peter Marisburg was Tula Baba. And, yes. and I also think that the, the person you've chosen to sing it was um, one of the people who took part in Carmen that you mentioned. Is it Pumeza Machikiza? Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. No, so I met Pumeza for the first time when I was 18, I guess, um, and we worked together in this production, and she sang... She sang uh, Mercedes, and we came over all together uh, in, in London, and uh, she subsequently went and studied, because she was, she's a little older than me, so she had already done studies at the University of Cape Town. So when I came to study at Guildhall, she actually came as well to study at the Royal College, but on the, on the postgraduate level already. Now, was this... Was this a normal Carmen, or was this Carmen in Kailiche? Was it that one? Well, it, it's what became Carmen in Kailiche. Yeah. But uh, this was the beginning of it. This is where it began. So it was. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't staged traditionally. Yes. So it had. It had a lot of South African uh, township elements to it, uh, but uh, because you know, even some of the dialogue, because Carmen has a lot of dialogue in between the singing, um, all the spoken. Parts were done in all South African languages. Some people spoke in Afrikaans, Tosa, Zulu. Yeah. So it was sort of groundbreaking in a way. It was. Yeah. Well, uh, Pumeza Machikiza was um, one of the singers on that occasion. And here she is. This is the person we were talking about singing Tula Baba. That was the voice of Pumeza Machikiza singing Tula Baba, the choice of Njabulo Madlala 
who's my guest in People of Note this evening. He's based in London now, and uh, you were telling me that you, you've got a young son also who's there with you in London. Yes. So, uh, yeah, a few years ago, uh, he's seven years now, and he's in, in, in year three, which I guess in South Africa would be standard one or grade three, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's in year three, and he's he's he's, he's yeah, he's, he's he's wonderful. So this is quite a drama during lockdown. So you've had your hands full. Hands full. Every morning we've got to get up, uh, assist him. You know, his uh, his his what what do they call it? He's learning from from home. Yeah. So they homeschool. They all log. Yeah. They all they all log on to the computer, and he can see all his classmates and the teacher, and it works quite well. But it's quite a. a, a it's difficult for them because they are young and they are, you know, they they are so used to being in their room with their friends and playing in between and studying and you know. So this is weird that they they have to yeah. see each other on the computer, but it's great. It's and great. and lots of energy, of course, which needs to be expended somehow. Yes, and sometimes you have to contain that energy <laughs> <laughs> until yes. after the lessons. Yeah, because when I so spoke you, to you the other day, you were out in Regent's Park, I think you said. Yeah. You, uh, you know, whenever you can, you have got to uh, take them. I mean, I don't know, because I've never really had a dog, but sometimes I think of children, in, in a, is you've got to take them out for a walk. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, you're going to have a lot of energy at 10 p.m. <laughs> and that's always tricky. Yes. Yeah. So at the moment, what is his name? So his name is Bayanda. So his name is Bayanda. Uh, I come from a very small family uh, in many ways. My mother only had me. Um, but so when, when my son came, we named him Bayanda, which is a Zulu name for the family is growing. The family grows or the, he's, you know, the, the extender of the family. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's wonderful. And certainly at the moment, he knows exactly who his daddy is. Uh, because he it's does. you. And so just tell us quickly about your next choice. I wonder who my daddy is, uh, Gregory Well, Porter. you know, it's it's interesting that you asked me about my son because um, I, I've chosen this song. I grew up without a father, as I just said. You know, I, I, I was raised by a single parent. And uh, when I had my son, I wanted to be uh, there as much as possible. And I mean, I'm there every day. And I'm, I support him as much as I can. Um, and this song has become very important to me because it's sung by Gregory Porter. Uh, yeah, it touches on that nerve that I wonder who my daddy is because I really never got to experience my, my, my daddy. Well, here it is. Gregory Porter singing, I wonder who my daddy is. That was Gregory Porter singing, I wonder who my daddy is. The choice of Jabulu Matlala, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, one of the things you mentioned earlier on, uh, Jabula, was uh, Amazwi Omzansi. Now, this is a very important project within South Africa. So I think just give us uh, something about that, how it came about, why it came about, and how it's doing. Yeah, no, um, Amazwi Omzansi is, uh, is a project that uh, I started when, in fact, I was just uh, finishing the Guildhall um uh, I was on the opera course then, and I started this because I had um, 
obviously never studied in South Africa, but whenever I come back to South Africa in between my studies, I had observed that there was quite a lot missing in terms of what students are provided with here in at universities. I mean, to make just one example, when I came to study in, in London on, on the undergraduate course, the course is for singers, but you also have a similar course that is for pianists who are studying uh, uh, accompaniment to, to, to be a collaborative pianist working with singers and other instrumentalists. So they are not pursuing solo careers anymore. Um, but what that meant was that you'd find that in, in any one term, in any one semester, you were having the opportunity to sing with like five different pianists because there were also students along with us. And that was something that was, for example, something missing in colleges in South Africa. I, I observed in one of the universities that I will not mention that actually the whole department had one pianist, one pianist, and this pianist would, would record uh, accompaniments for the students so that then they, they spend the entire time singing along to tapes. Whereas, you know, all over the world you've got, you've got pianists who are also studying and who are also who are there available for us. So I started this project um, offering to a couple of universities in South Africa to say, well, I'm in London and there's a lot of young pianists who would love the experience of going to South Africa, working with singers, um, uh, learning their skill as well in terms of coaching and accompanying singers. But a, a great benefit to the department in any university because for like a week or two, they'll have, uh, you know, three or four pianists playing for their, with their singers, helping their singers and, and something like that. It didn't work out with the universities because I guess there's a lot of... Um, I don't know if you call it bureaucracy in universities or what you call it, but there's a lot of politics there. So um, it didn't work out. I had offered to bring four pianists, in fact, to do concerts here in London, and then whatever money was raised, we would fly down to South Africa and, and, and do this. But we wanted to be within a university because it's easier. The university can organize the singers so that they're ready when we get there. That didn't work out. So then I thought, well... I still should do something. And that's how the project started. I then booked a room at the Playhouse in Durban in, in the theater. I hired a couple of rooms. I brought two pianists to begin with, James Bailey and, and, and another James, James Wilshire, who's a, an English pianist. James Bailey is South African, but based here in the UK. And we came down and I announced it on Facebook. I said, all singers who want to take part, come and and." and get coaching and that. And that was the first time that it, it happened. It was in 2010, uh, the first one that I did. And it's been going ever since then. And every year, the program is that it's opera master classes uh, for about 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, we have a singing competition because it's nice for the singers to have something to look forward to. It's an incentive, but it also gives um, the community a chance to finally, after 10 days of them uh, being engaged in master classes and, and and coaching and talks for the for them the community to hear them and 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 yeah so that's that that's the format of the project and i've been very grateful for many people for supporting it including uh, the apollo trust which you heard richard um uh, which has supported the project actually over a number of of, of, of years um in in the past and i've really appreciated it because 
it's been running for a few years now, but not without um, uh, the, 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 the you know the support. It, it could not have done it without that support, and and still needing more people to come on board and and assist with it. Okay, we'll talk more about that in a moment, um, and then uh, some of those singers then get to go to Europe or the UK or somewhere, do they, for further training? Yes. So because. Yes. So over the years, what I've what I've sought to do is to bring people that are in many ways in positions where they can then assist the singers further. So it's really to it's 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 it's, it's a way for me to try and just build a bridge, a connecting bridge between singers at home in South Africa, who many of them will be in the same situation that I was when I was finishing school. No money, no, no no idea where to start, and even if you knew where to start, as soon as you have to get on a computer and apply to a, uni- a university abroad somewhere, you've got to have a registration fee, you've got to have uh, a flight money ready to go and audition, you've got to have money ready for visas and things like that. So I thought if I create something where I bring people from this side, because you only need to bring one individual from... Uh, one university and and invite five universities to hear 30 singers but to get 30 singers on a plane to london is much more costly and and so that's that's how it's been working i've been inviting people who are heads of departments in music schools heads of departments with young artist programs they've been coming they've been working with them over 10 days and then they've been saying oh we really want this one and this one and we are we are able to offer a scholarship. So a number of them have actually come over here. I mean, at the moment, I have uh, let me see, Tando uh, Tuma Ngululeko at the Guildhall. Uh, um, um, one one girl who's who's Homozo, who's who's just joined, and there's um, Simelelo who's at the National Opera Studio. Cecilia uh, is at the young artist at the Royal Opera House. She was also heard through this program. Same as Simon Shibambu, who was heard through the program, who studied at the at the at the Royal Opera and then uh, at the Royal College and then went to the Royal Opera House. So it's it's helped a lot of singers actually be able to m- make those connections and and be able to go abroad. It's a fantastic story, and I'm sure uh, your next choice, uh, quite appropriately, I think, is "I Trust in God." This is the famous Kathleen Battle. That was the wonderful Kathleen Battle singing I Trust in God. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. It's a program which is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8, and in it we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. And my guest tonight is Njabulo Madlala, who's done so much to help young singers from South Africa to realize their dreams. And one of the great things about South Africa is that there are many young singers with really great voices. And I think one of the important things uh, that you've helped them with, Njabula, is that they realize that they don't always have to walk alone. And that's your next choice, actually, Nina Simone. Let's listen to that, and then you can tell us more about Amazwi Omzansi. So that was Nina Simone singing You'll Never Walk Alone. Was there some special reason for choosing that? I guess I mean it links exactly to what you what you have said. Um, I've loved Nina Simone uh, many years, but she 
her history interests me because she also had similar struggles as many of the South African singers will have. Uh, money struggles. Um, she came from a, a, poor, a poor background. She had, in fact, to start playing in bars quite earlier on in her life in order to support her family, who um, then, uh, once she had done that, she applied to uh, Curtis Institute to go and study there. And, and her whole family moved uh, around with her to try and support her. But she started very, very under difficult circumstances and, and she became this global star. Uh, so yeah, she, she inspires me. And when I heard her play that, um, I, I've really connected that, uh, linking it to her journey and our journeys, I guess. Now, with Amazwi Omzansi, uh, which is an ongoing program, uh, do you need, well, I suppose this is a silly question, but you always need help with funding. And is there some way that if listeners want to be involved, they can be involved? Yes, no, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> one of the things that hasn't been able to happen, for example, last year, is that we were not able to stage the masterclasses that we normally stage and the competition at the end because of lockdown and um, us not wanting to gather crowds. But what what I did was I did do the competition online because one of the things that became uh, obvious when the lockdown started was artists were really the ones that were going to suffer the most because all their income, when there is income, comes from uh, performances. When there's no performances, there's no income for a lot of them. And anything that is, is, is called lockdown is just a disaster for artists. And we've been in lockdown since, since, since last year, uh, March, fe February, March. So singers, artists have been struggling at home. And so I started the competition this year, but with a different view. So this year, it was not really to uh, educate as we normally do with masterclasses and that, but it was to uh, invite as many people as possible to contribute prizes. And the prizes were much smaller, but um, people were invited to take part in the competition, especially those who really needed the help more to go and buy food and things. So I ran the competition online on Facebook. Each week we invited people to submit one-minute videos and then uh, I'd listen to all of them and select about 15 each week. And the 15 would go head to head at the weekend. And uh, prizes of a thousand rands, two thousand rands per, per, per person were, were given, um, really to try and support singers so that they can go out and buy some food and, 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 and support themselves during this time. And so th this is where I'm still needing help because I did that competition last year but we are still in this in, in this kind of situation and we don't know how long for we will be in this situation so uh, soon i will also i will start the the, the online competition again uh, it's it's a great thing because the, the wide community is able to hear these singers uh, they are still able to be heard by the people that i always want them to be heard by the colleges uh, and and everyone because what i do is select a, a small group, listen to everybody, but select a small group to be in the final final, about 20 singers. And then I've invited, oh, in December, I've invited everyone who is anyone in the, in, in, the, in the opera business, from the Royal Opera House to the Met, to the Juliet, to be the panel 
the judging panel for for the winners at the end and it was a great thing because some of the people have been have have gotten uh, agents uh, management out of that some have been invited uh, or, or at least there's big interest for 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 for, for, for some to come and study uh, in london and and at least a couple that the juliet is interested in that kind of thing but um uh, so so it's still able to achieve that but at the same time it's it, it's it's now at the moment all about supporting artists survive so i do this thing where i do the competition and invite people to donate prizes and basically uh, whatever a person donates goes directly to a singer that wins it as as a prize if somebody donates a thousand rands we divide it amongst two singers or it's won by one singer it, it, it depends but it's at the moment it's all about survival and how do people contribute to that if they want to do you have a website uh, yes there is a website which is uh, voices of south africa dot org and people can basically email me and then i'll take them through i'll take them through um uh, how 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 the support can be um uh, uh, given to 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 us or to the singer that wins it, but it's a very transparent process, obviously, because if each weekend I've got ten singers and five of them win prizes, um, uh, basically it's the prizes that have been donated. If if I've got a five thousand rand donation, then I split it amongst five singers. Uh, if I've got a four thousand rand donation, it's amongst four singers. But it just it then calls for. A wider community of people to support because it's not as it's not in this circumstance that we are inviting people to donate huge sums like fifty or, yeah. or hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. It's just whatever people can afford to donate, but it really directly assists somebody. It assists a family. Yeah. It assists somebody and makes yeah. a huge difference in their lives. In so their lives. there you are. It's voicesofsouthafrica.org. If you go to that website, you will find information and then you can contact uh, Njabula Madlala, who's my guest in People of Note tonight, so that you can help our local singers because this COVID has really smashed the classical music industry. Well, and many other industries as well. Yeah. But uh, most of the singers we're talking about are freelance operators because they're not opera companies such as there are in Europe or, well, I guess America has been smashed pretty well too because they're yeah. more and, freelance. And especially in South Africa, Richard, because unlike in some of the European countries um, where the government really steps in and, and assists, I mean, I know this, the government in South Africa, we were doing something, but it's unlike here, you know, where artists can actually tend to their government and then they are supported while they are not working. Artists in South Africa face a, a different reality. You know, first of all, when they when they are working, there is not enough opportunities. I mean, we have we have. I mean, the amount of talent that myself and yourself have heard over the years uh, in in opera, and to think we've only got one opera company in South Africa. You know, that's yeah. operating fully, and and then the rest of the time we rely on people like yourself, and. Um, uh, and and people like Chris Dygen, I guess, who put on things and invite us to come and sing. But it's really very limited. Yeah. It's very limited. Well, here's someone coming to sing now who has had many opportunities in life and 
has probably built up quite a bank balance to go with that. Her name is Cecilia Bartoli, and she's singing uh, from Cosi Vantute, Per Pietà. The wonderful singer Cecilia Bartoli singing Per Pietà. If I'm not mistaken, people like Cecilia Bartoli, Mirella Freni, and so on, they all run masterclasses also, don't they? No, they do. Um, uh, Mirella Freni especially um, um, did uh, start an academy, which uh, a few people uh, have, a lot of famous singers have attended, but in South Africa we've had singers like uh, Pretty Ende, she attended uh, her academy, and Nozukoteto, who's another wonderful soprano in Durban, attended her academy. And and of course, Shishila Bartoli um, ran or now runs um, some of the major institutions, like she was the head of uh, Zurich Opera Company, uh, I seem to remember, which has a, a young artist program attached to it. So, yeah. And she's a fabulous singer. Amazing. Yeah. Now, earlier on, you mentioned that um, one of the, areas of training that you get uh, when you study in England is oratorio because there are so many choirs that sing oratorio in the United Kingdom. I guess many of them are not singing at the moment so that's another source of income that's gone but I notice your next choice is um, something from that genre which is the great mass in C minor by Mozart. Uh, Have you done much oratorio singing or nothing in the last year or so? Um, you know, usually, uh, I mean, I sing opera. I sing a lot of opera, but usually most of my income comes from oratorio because in the UK there, is, there are so many choirs and, uh, and almost every weekend there will be a number of choirs doing oratorios uh, every weekend. So we are always traveling around the country singing, but... You know, a lot of these choirs, especially in the UK, have very senior uh, uh, people singing in the choirs, and also the audiences are very senior. Mm. So with this pandemic, it's just a no-go area. Uh, and it's I think that that is going to take quite a long time because those are, are some of the most vulnerable people who are singing in yeah. those choirs. So no, all my oratorial work last year got, got cancelled. Yeah. Well, the same applies here in, in South Africa. Um, yeah. We've had hardly any, well, I go, none, no choral none. performances yeah. for the last 10 months. And in fact, it's going to be like starting from scratch again. We're going to have to build up our choirs and build up our audiences right from the beginning. But now you've chosen a singer here that I don't know of called Janine Francis. Let's listen to it. This is the Kyrie from the Great Mass in C minor by Mozart. That was music by Mozart, chosen by Njobul Madlala, my guest in People of Note. Uh, Janine Francis, not a name I know. Yeah, no, uh, she's she's a, a young soprano uh, from the Caribbean, uh, based in Europe at the moment. But I came to know her because, I mean, in this pandemic, I have had one job <laughs> that didn't get cancelled. Uh, and that was a uh, production of Porgy and Bess uh, in Vienna for the for the Theater an der Wien. So that was in in August, uh, just in the gap when the lockdown was lifted. Well, that's so lucky. We got to, we, we, we got, got, sorry? It was very lucky. Yeah, that was very lucky. We got to go there 
uh, to rehearse, and uh, we were tested every three days. Uh, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's a country that is opera and, and the arts are hugely supported by the government, so they can afford that. Unlike in other countries where the, the benefactors are mostly private, um, the government could support that they they had the whole cast, which is a big cast, and the whole orchestra. We were tested um, every every three every three days. We would go in and test, and uh, luckily nobody uh, got the virus. Uh, we, we did all performances, all fourteen performances we did, and uh, so we we're very lucky. But actually, the company had to close straight afterwards because lockdown lockdown came in again. So their next production was cancelled. We were very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... and so and, and so and so Janine's uh, excuse me Janine, uh, I I came across her because she sang the part of Bess, and and she was incredible. And then I've you know I've been a fan ever since. And and I came across this this clip of her which she does beautifully. And what role did you play in that Porgy and Bess? So in that role, I played the role of Jim, the role of Jim. Okay, yeah. Now, I see another South African singer coming up, Kamohelo Tsotetsi, uh, singing something by Verdi, Cortigiani. Just, uh, first of all, tell us about Kamohelo and then about this particular performance. Yeah, in fact, even before I tell you about Kamohelo, I just made a very important connection. So, the, the, the master classes, the, the, the Amazu Omzansi uh, master classes, which is now, of course, called Voices of South Africa, started in 2010, but in 2013, I added the competition part. And the first winner of, of that competition was um, bass baritone, South African bass baritone, Simon Shibambu. And when he won, then the part of, the, of winning the competition was that I would assist him to come to London to audition. He came over, he stayed in my living room, um, and he went over to audition, and... Uh, I we we all knew once they hear him he you know his that will be it. Um, he came over, he auditioned, he got a full scholarship to go to, to the Royal College, and after two years he went to study um, at the Royal Opera House for two years on the Young Artist. And when I did this production uh, in in Vienna, uh, he was singing Poggy, you know, which is a main role, and so it was as uh, you know. Uh, the first experience of of, of, of realizing the, the the benefits of this thing that I've been doing in South Africa. Here he was singing the main role in one of the main opera opera houses uh, in Europe, and he was just incredible. So no, I, it's just a proud moment for me. I had to tell you about uh, him a bit, and 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 Camohedo, of course, is the winner of this last year's uh, competition that we did online. And he is uh, in an incredible baritone, uh, in many ways similar quality uh, of talent as 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 as, as, as Simon. So I am very pleased for people to hear Camohelo. Uh, so here he is. This is Camohelo Tsotetsi singing Cortigiano Vilrazza by Verdi. That was Camohelo Tsotetsi singing Cortigiano Vilrazzi by Verdi. The choice of Njobulo Madlala, my guest in People of Note, and just. To mention it again, voicesofsouthafrica.org is where you can find out about this project of Njabulos. 
voicesofsouthafrica.org. And if any of you can assist in any way, as you heard him talking there, it doesn't have to be enormous amounts of money. It can be from 500 to 1,000 to 100,000 if you're feeling that generous. But every bit of that money goes to singers in South Africa to help them achieve their dreams, because that's really what it's all about, is helping people to achieve their dreams, just as uh, Njabulo has done that. He took the world in his hands, he went to the front door of the Guildhall and said, I need to see someone. And I think it's amazing what a little step, it's like going to the moon, you know, one small step for Njabulo uh, is a great step for all South African singers. And I think it's a, it's an amazing story that we're hearing about tonight here on People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. But now uh, we're coming uh, sort of round towards the end of the program because we've got a few more minutes. And I want to play you a another song of Sibongile because in a way this is a tribute to Sibongile. She was a great inspiration to so many of us here in South Africa, certainly to me. And this is her singing a song by Michael Mosweo Muerani. It's called Della. It's a very beautiful song. Perhaps you can just tell us a bit about Della and then we'll listen to it in Jabulo. Uh, oh, Della is, is, is in fact, I've, the first time that I heard it, it was sung by a choir. And then, and then later on, because Bongile also did have that, uh, uh, that gift to take some songs uh, that, you know, were sung by uh, choirs and making them really more well-known uh, by, by giving her interpretation of them. And this one was very well-known amongst the choirs, but became even more popular with her interpretation of it. And it's a, 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 a you know, it's, it's a, there's a sadness because the, 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 the lover is gone, uh, the person that she, she or he thought that was um, their, you know, life's partner is, 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 is now gone off to be with someone else. And I choose it because really our love, our, our love is gone. So here it is, Della, sung by the great Sibongle Kumalo. That was the late Sibongle Kumalo singing a song by Michael Mosweo Muerane called Della, and a tribute to her as such a great singer. And perhaps we're coming now to your final choice of music, and I just want to say to our listeners again, uh, go to the website voicesofsouthafrica.org this is the project which is run by Njabula Madlala my guest in People of Note and uh, you can help if at all possible because musicians are in a very bad situation now in South Africa with very little work if any work and they really need support from you our listeners not only you but I mean all people in South Africa, because I think, uh, Njabula, we've produced actually more than our fair share of wonderful singers. No, we, we have. I mean, and, and it's, it's really a, a, a sad thing that uh, now, as somebody who has lived in Europe for uh, so many years, I observe that 
really the, the best kind of talent is, is coming out of South Africa. When you hear the talent that we have in South Africa and you compare it, I mean, for example, the young singers that I assist to come to colleges here, when they come to college here, with some of them with, a, a, with no background in studies or vocal training, when they arrive, they Im are immediately top of the class vocally. Of course, they've got a lot of other things to learn. They've got to learn languages. They've got to learn how to be on stage. And they've got to develop their skills in terms of communication, which are part of the, uh, the this business, I guess. But, you know, the talent, you cannot uh, argue about the talent that they have. But that we really uh, are struggling. We have one opera company. Uh, we don't have much support. So... Um, we, and we've done our, we are doing our fair share and we need more people to really come on board and, 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 and support. And uh, yeah, I, and I just, you know, on that same note, uh, to also just take the opportunity to thank you, Richard, because uh, you, 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 I'm not here so that uh, I, can, I can say that, but I think that people really need to know the amount of work you have done to support singers to support musicians in South Africa. We are really, really so lucky to have you. And we are really grateful for that because everything you do contributes to a household, contributes to somebody's life. And it's not just about the flesh of singing in public. It's also the support that that gives to people. And we have so little of it in South Africa that every little thing that you have done has really mattered. So thank you. It's been a great pleasure. And a privilege, actually, to work with all these amazing singers. So there you are, voicesofsouthafrica.org. Go to the site and do something to help. And I think there's no better way of ending this program than a, a tribute, in a way, to Sibongile Kumalo, sung by another of the great mezzo-sopranos or contraltos, Janet Baker. Wonderful voice. And this is appropriate. O oh, rest in the Lord. By Mendelssohn. That was O Rest in the Lord from Elijah by Mendelssohn, sung by the wonderful Janet Baker. And that's the final choice of my guest in People of Note, Jobula Madlala. He's in London, which is where I've been talking to him. And thanks to the wonders of modern communication, we can do that quite easily. So I just want to say thank you, Jabula, for what you are doing because uh, you've made a difference in so many people's lives also. And it's a great privilege to talk to you and to have you on People of Note. And I hope that things open up soon for you and that people write to you uh, at voicesofsouthafrica.org. They can get your email address from there. Um, and until we meet again, uh, thank you for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. And to all of you at home, thanks for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we say a very good night. <laughs>